everyone, welcome back to the Entry Level Podcast, where we talk about entry-level experiences in many forms, careers, relationships, business, side hustles, money, travel, and more. We believe if you're always learning and growing, then you will always be entry-level at something. I'm Sarah Dudley, and I'm here with my co-host, Lindsay Bernard. So today we are talking meal planning for the busy professional, and we have Talia Corin with us. Talia is the founder of Workweek Lunch, a site and meal plan subscription dedicated to helping busy people meal prep to save time and money while eating healthy. Talia lives in New York, where she spends most of her time in a tiny kitchen, <laughs> whipping up big batch meals and sharing tips and tricks with her huge Instagram following of 250,000. Awesome. Prior to going full-time with Workweek Lunch, though, Talia dabbled in the entertainment industry, journalism, and social media consulting. And Talia's mission is to show people how easy it is to prep delicious plant-focused meals on a budget to create more time, money, and energy to do the things that really matter to us most. So welcome to the show, Talia. Thanks so much for having me on. I have to say, before we even get started, I am very excited to have you on because I need help with meal prepping. So I'll (laughs) have a lot of questions for you, but we'll definitely let you tell your story first. So um, uh, Sarah, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, no, you totally just introed there. So Talia, if you could spend a minute or two just kind of talking a little bit about work week lunch, what it is, how you got started, and what you're kind of working on. Absolutely. So I started work week lunch two years or no, three years ago in 2016. And I started it because I wanted to create an online business. It wasn't like the blog idea came first. I set out to learn how to build an online business. Uh-huh. And I landed on meal prep because my coworkers at my job at Elite Daily, where I was a staff writer, kept asking me, like, how do I bring in and cook these amazing meals every day? Because they would like eyeball it and like, ooh, that smells so good. That looks so good. Wait, so you were cooking them already? I was meal prepping just kind of from (laughs) the get-go. And they just kept asking me, like, how do you do that? Or I wish I could do that. And I just picked up on the need there for just my millennial peers. And I decided to just focus my online business idea on that and see where it went. So I started the Instagram at the same time, and I would say the Instagram took off faster than the blog, but the blog you know, grew once the Instagram grew, so they've kind of grown together over time. That's so true because especially with food, and if you take pictures of it and put like, I mean, I follow a ton of things with food, and that's, yeah. that's a really good strategy. <laughs> yeah, and I studied photography and film in college, so it kind of came naturally to me. That's, that's awesome. it. I like that angle. <laughs> Are there certain tricks for how you take pictures of food? I'm just curious. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about the natural light, like that win- the window yeah. light and natural light, because if you're under fluorescent light or lighting in your kitchen, it doesn't look as good. But get it in front of a window, it's going to look gourmet. Oh, that's a good uh... I think the same is true for selfies. <laughs> yeah, Sarah would know. No, I'm just kidding. So I have a question, though. So I didn't expect you to say that. It's really interesting that you actually wanted to learn how to create a business before an idea. Usually you hear the opposite. So I'm interested in that. But also, were you doing something before this? Like kind of what made you say, okay, 
I'm done. I want to learn how to make my own business. Was it just you wanted to work for yourself? Or can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I wanted to create a side income. I want, I was interested in side hustling. So the online business idea was like, okay, I can build an automated business. It's obviously nothing's fully automated, but I could create something that would sell automatically online using email or social media, you know, and just get that out in the world that way. And I started to work week lunch while I still was working at Elite Daily. So I kind of had to keep it on the down low until I got let go six months after I started it. So that kind of was a blessing in disguise. A lot of people we interview say that. They're like, yeah, then I got laid off. And so I just doubled down. It's great. I mean, it's a great way to not great you got laid off, but it's great that you had something that you could kind of be like, okay, I'm diving into. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I started it while I had a job. It gave me something to do after work. You know, I didn't want to just watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. I feel like you get like sucked into activities that you're like, wow, I just literally binge watched eight seasons in a week. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely love having like the hobby to build on. And I think a lot of people do this with the hope that maybe it'll turn into something, but they enjoy doing it. So if it doesn't, it's like, okay, you know, I, I tried, but I enjoy it. So I'm going to do it anyway type of thing. Did you have a timeline where you said, I'm going to really put a lot of effort and time into this. If it doesn't take off, then I'll try something else. Well, no, actually. So when I got let go, I started freelance writing since I was already a staff writer and I had a bunch of connections just by working at Elite Daily. I milked that network to start, you know, just making money as a freelance ghostwriter and writer. And then Workweek Lunch was just on the side, kind of just chilling and not really, I wasn't really putting that much energy into it until I decided, okay, I'm on a thousand email subscribers. It's time to sell something. And I didn't actually make money from it until 15 months after I started it. So it was like, I kind of was working two jobs from the time I got let go until this September this past September, mm-hmm. when I went full time. Got it. So that was like two years of just doing two projects. <laughs> and you said you grew to a thousand subscribers. Was that just email through a thousand email subscribers? Was that just through Instagram, or were you doing other tactics too, or, or almost entirely social media? Yeah, it was mostly social media, but I still had you know opt-ins all over my site, so it was both, but mostly social media. And from a subscription perspective, actually, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So you said subscription, social media, that's how you initially started. And then how has it grown since then? Talk a little bit about the options for subscription. Yeah, so subscription didn't even come until last June. I actually tried selling a bunch of different products on Workweek Lunch before I landed on the subscription. It's like you always see, what do they say about success? It's like you only see the tip of the iceberg. I forget. Sorry, you can delete that out. <laughs> you can edit that out. Yeah, everything else. Yeah, you like you don't see everything under the surface that built. They say it takes years to become an overnight success. That's what they say. Yeah. And so I tried like a few different standalone meal plan products or recipe ebooks and sold those for about twenty bucks. And I made some money and it was good side hustle money, but it wasn't until the subscription launch where I was like, oh, okay, this can actually be a full-time job for me. That's great. So yeah. And do you have how many subscribers? Like, was it a slow start or do you no. think that you planned the launch? You know, it just, the launch was strategic and that you'd already built a base. You already knew, you know, the needs of your followers. And this was just like the perfect supplement to what you were doing. Yeah. Every failure, every like mediocre product was just a learning experience. And so by the time I made the subscription, I knew exactly what they needed, exactly what price point to make it. 
it was originally going to be six ninety nine, and I raised the price by a dollar the night before I launched it <laughs> to seven ninety nine. <laughs> and you know, obviously that helps. So I now have just under two thousand subscribers. Wow, great! And it's not even a year yet. I launched it with about a hundred fifty or hundred thirty thousand Instagram followers. Cool. So I just want to talk this through just for our listeners. If- yeah. So sorry. No, it's a, no, no, no. It'd be mostly because of me. So you have the subscription and when they sign up with you, you give advice and ideas and recipes to them. Like what's involved in the subscription? Oh yeah. The subscription is a meal plan subscription. So I send you five recipes every week in like a breakfast, lunch and dinner kind of menu. And you choose which recipes you want to make. You can swap them out with other recipes in my library. And it comes with a grocery list and also a little like meal prep cheat sheet of like what you should cook when to get it done fast on a Sunday. And I always recommend people, if you're meal prepping like for the whole week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I always recommend you split it up into two. So we do like a Sunday and a midweek meal prep. Yeah. That way you're not cooking for like six hours on Sunday and then you're eating the same thing until Friday. Like I don't want people to... That's my issue. Yeah. That's my biggest issue with meal prepping right there. The midweek meal prep solves it. probably not healthy either, right? It's fine. It just isn't enjoyable. Five days is kind of like, is this still good? Or like chicken and stuff. Like, yeah. It won't kill you. It's just not going to be tasty. Yeah. Yeah. It loses some flavor. Maybe (laughs) it's a little gray on the edges. So when I subscribe to you after this interview, when people subscribe and can they email you and you obviously answer questions. So if I said like, I don't like, you know, sometimes I'd rather not have chicken or can I like ask you questions of other advice or do I have to go to your library? No, you can. I'm in the Facebook. We have a private Facebook group and also I'm really accessible via Instagram and email. So I'm like constantly talking to my members and also in the recipes I give the alterations. Like uh, if you don't eat chicken, I literally list this out in the recipe. If you don't eat chicken, here's how to make it with shrimp or salmon. Or if you're vegan, here's how to make it with tempeh or tofu or whatever else. So I give people that because I know they're going to, I want them to go by their preferences. I'm not a nutritionist or dietitian. So I'm trying to encourage people to go off of their own preferences. Yeah. Eat. No, that's, that's good. And do you ever get people that are like, I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to bulk up or just I'm trying to eat healthier? And do they ever ask you for recommendations or do you kind of stay away from that? Yeah. And I just say like, I'm not the person to go to for this. That's not <laughs> the point of this program. Like, yeah. can people lose weight with this program? Absolutely. But I am not guaranteeing that. And I just don't feel comfortable even teaching people how to do it because I also don't believe that's a productive pursuit. I would rather teach people how to use meal prep to save time to like spend more time with their kids. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. to shrink their bodies. <laughs> yeah. Do you find that that's a huge miss? Like in my experience, the idea of meal prep, I like fitness competitions and stuff. Yep. So for me, like meal prep was very much a structured thing around, around not always weight loss, but like, you know, maintaining certain levels of macros and stuff. And I followed you long enough to know that you don't like talking macros. So thank yeah. <laughs> you bring that up. But I think there's a perception in people's minds that meal prep is associated with weight loss or a a diet or a weight number of some kind, right? It's a tool that could be used for a lot of different things. I use it to save money. It's like my number one thing, especially living in New York. And also just not feeling good after eating Chipotle or Hale and Hardy or anything. like. I don't feel physically good after eating it. And I'm not trying to alter the way I look. I just don't want to feel like asleep at my desk, you know? Yeah. So I just tell people like this is about separating weight loss from eating healthy. Like we can eat healthy without worrying about the weight part. 
think that's really smart because Sarah, I'm just like you. I think of meal prep with like dieting and going to the gym and I think you're right. Like it's good to separate it too, because meal prepping can just be a good productive, you know, not having to cook dinner every single night, which I'm trying to personally get better at. Yeah. And then the results are more based on the quality of your life and not, am I losing weight? Are the numbers going down on the scale, which is so stressful. And so like, just not something we really can fully control all the time. So I'd rather people focus on, wow, I like only spent $30 this week on groceries and now I can save more for my vacation or, oh, wow, because I didn't have to deal with dinner this week or dishes, I had more time to spend with my partner. Yeah. Like those are the real results I want people to get from my program. Have you ever considered like expanding your service so that you're actually cooking meals or is that something you don't even want to touch? No, I don't want to touch it. Yeah. I love being digital. Yeah. (laughs) Very lean. I was going to see what your thoughts were. Like a ton of my friends like subscribe to the meal, you know, like the pre-meal that you buy. The Blue Aprons? Yeah. Or Blue Apron or, you know, like anything. HelloFresh. Yeah. HelloFresh. Like kettlebell kitchen, you know, things like that. And my issue with it is I'll buy them, but I just hate when they're like sitting in my fridge and then like reheating them up. Mm -hmm. You know, just something about it makes me a little uncomfortable. So I'm curious your thoughts on that just from a myth perspective. Yeah. I mean, Blue Apron is more of like you're cooking to eat it that day and maybe have leftovers the next day or meal prep. You're cooking it with the intention of eating it within like three or four days. And I think that's the difference because there are two completely different types of meals. Yeah. Like my recipes are made to be eaten and good and tasty within three days, whereas Blue Apron might not be. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good point. So I test everything. Like that's another That's another reason why people are buying my recipes because I actually make sure it tastes good on the fourth day before I put it out, you know? That's, that's good. good. Yeah, that's really good. Product testing, right? Yes. That's an important part of the process. That's great. I think, yeah, one myth around meal prepping is definitely around the idea that it's really only for weight loss. But I think another one that we kind of talked about a little bit in your bio, the fact that you do this in a tiny kitchen in New York, I think another myth around meal prep is that you have to have this elaborate setup, you have to have all these tools and you have to have all these different ingredients and all this stuff for recipes. Is there any real truth to that? Or obviously you make it work, right? I mean, yeah, you can make it work. Also, meal prep can be one pot of chili that you eat for four lunches. That could still be it. You know, it doesn't have to be breakfast, lunch, dinner, four different recipes. That's what I do, but I'm, I'm a pro. I've been doing this for a long time. And also it's my job. So like, I don't mind <laughs> spending four hours on a Sunday in the kitchen, developing recipes and cooking a lot, but I want my customers to be in and out in two hours. So like, I don't think that it definitely is a myth that like you have to have a lot of equipment. I think that you can do it with just the regular pots and pans. I don't use an instant pot or a crock pot or air fryer, like those fancy stuff, the fancy equipment that people use at all. Yeah, I live in the crock pot. <laughs> <laughs> and I got an instant pot like six months ago and I love it. But like I said, I need help. Like I, I'm not a good meal prepper, like planner. I, yeah, so I'm actually trying to get better at it. So I think that the instant pot is great. I think it's great when you need dinner in a flash and you need to cook something really quickly. Or if you're feeding a big family and if they get dinner on the table quickly, that's the instant pot could be an amazing tool for that. So keep doing it if it's working for you. What, what are some other myths that like not necessarily myths, but what are some other things that the subscribers ask you about or talk to you about that you kind of want to put on record or talk about? To Yes. So a big one is like, oh, if I meal prep, I'm eating the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. That's like a big reason. People want to have more spontaneity in their choices. They want variety. And I agree. Like, I don't want to eat the same thing every day either. And I don't. 
that's why I give five recipes to my subscribers because then they can mix and match meals and they're really only eating the same thing three times in a row or two times in a row and not five times in a row. Yeah. The other way people can get around the food boredom with meal prep is doing something called a buffet prep, which is not what I do, but it's essentially cooking into like larger quantities of individual ingredients. So like a whole thing of broccoli, a whole thing of quinoa, and a whole thing of chicken, and then other couple proteins or carbs or veggies and then you mix and match on the plate yeah that's what i do yeah Yeah. that's what i try to do too maybe i should switch i need help yeah i I would say like if you need variety like that's better the reason why i don't do it is honestly i just don't like dirtying another dish like i want to (laughs) pre-portion my meals and just have it done and just throw the tupperware in the dishwasher and be done with it yeah yeah i feel that do you typically recommend for people to actually ration out into individual dishes or do you say like cook this in in bulk and then kind of you know as you go throughout the week kind of pull out how much you're going to eat for that particular meal or do you like to do like the full-on you know tupperware for each meal type thing and pre-package it in the fridge and or do you kind of recommend for people to do whatever works best for them and yeah i will always whatever works best for people. But what I teach and what I provide is the portioned out meal type of meal prep, because there's such satisfaction in pulling out a ready made meal that you made yourself from the fridge and just walking out the door, like to go to work Mm -hmm. and not having to like assemble it or like garnish it or do anything. It's just you pull it out of the fridge and you're on your way. That was like, that's just that moment in the morning for me is so great. I'm like, Oh, I don't have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I do it that way. And also my recipes are designed to be divided between three portions, like three average portions for an average woman, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is it mostly women subscribers that you have? Yeah. get a lot of men too? Mostly women? A lot of women and a lot of couples. Oh, Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Do it together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was I just going to ask you? So, oh, yeah. I was going to about your clientele or your subscribers. So you said mostly women, but what else in the clientele profession? You said a lot of couples, but is a lot of working people? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of your target. I have a lot of teachers, lawyers, people in like marketing or sales jobs that are like sitting at a desk most of the day. You know, like people of office jobs. That's how I started. That's kind of who I've attracted. And that was the point. I also do like a lot of flight attendants and truck drivers or people who are on the go all the time. And that is challenging. So I have to make recipes that don't need to be reheated or like can stay okay out of a cooler for four hours, you know, you know, if they're not, not in a fridge. So do you ever struggle to find those recipes or do you feel like you have a pretty solid, like ongoing kind of recipe book that you, I think I could keep creating stuff for years. It's just endless. I mean, I'm lucky that I have a community to crowdsource ideas from. That's a big part of it. Like the reason why I won't run out of ideas. Yeah. But also you don't just stick to like boring flavors. I pull from different cultures and countries and different cuisines. Yeah, I love that. So I'm not just like doing boring meals. Like chicken and rice, thyme yeah. and rice. Yeah, <laughs> mix it out with tofu. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think the $7.99 would be worth it just to get a grocery list, to be honest with you. They love that. Like that is the biggest thing that I, I mean, I can't even say the biggest thing because I struggle with so many things when it comes to this, but I hate, I always forget things at the grocery store. I'm like, oh yeah, I have that. I have that. Oh wait, I needed this. I thought, you know, I'm always messing that up even when I make lists. So it was provided to me. I would like love that. Yeah. That's why I call my product a shortcut because it takes care of the two most annoying part of the process. Like planning and making the lists are so annoying. So, (laughs) So I like tell you, okay, here's the plan and here's the exact list that you need so you won't waste any food, you won't overbuy or underbuy, and every ingredient has a purpose. So 
that's why people save money and, and are in and out of the store so quickly. And do you try to use the same ingredients for other meals? So that way, if you're like, oh, you can also use these here. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, we use very like common ingredients. I try and stick to stuff you could find in any Walmart or Target, like yeah. nothing fancy, nothing you'd have to go to a Good stuff. health food store. I mean, some of the like more ethnic ingredients like curry paste or sesame oil may be harder to find for some people in the middle of the country that have to go to a specialty market. But other than that, it's, everything's very generic. Yeah. So what are some of your biggest, like, I mean, you've totally taken off and it shows, but what are some of the biggest successes you've had? You know, what are you looking forward to in the future? Where is it going next? Sure. So I think my biggest win is just how many people have gone to start meal prepping or start cooking. And they tell me how easy it is after like coming, even just with my free content or following me on Instagram, not necessarily the program. They just get that. I love easing people into cooking. It is really easy and it's a skill you can use for life. And the other big win for me is that for people who already cook a lot, I get them out of their comfort zone. I hear that over and over. It's like, I would have never thought that I could make dumplings. And it's like, yeah, actually, it's really easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't do it, but I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that you can. You watch one YouTube video of how to wrap a dumpling and you're gone. You're good. <laughs> um, and then in terms of what's happening in the future, I think I just want to keep creating products that will help people get into cooking. So not everyone wants a meal plan when I totally get that. So I want to make a online cooking academy where it's like a video course Ooh. for like cooking basics, everything from baking chicken to handling tofu, which is intimidating <laughs> to a lot of people and stuff like that. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. I just want to help people get into it. That's my goal. Yeah. And you said one of, you know, the biggest goals is saving money. We actually just wrapped up a, a month of doing like money focused episodes around saving and budgeting and all of this. Oh, awesome. Yeah. How much would you say, how much, I guess, do you budget your weekly meal plans around? Just if people are looking to cut costs around food and spending on food, you know, sure. what's your target, I guess, for weekly spend? I would love, I mean, most people in the program spend between 30 and 60 a week in the U.S. and in the U.K. And that's, but it really depends on where you are, how many people you're feeding, what grocery stores are available to you and what's in season and how well your pantry's stocked. So for me personally, my fridge is stocked full. My freezer stocked full of meat and fish and I don't need to buy that for like months. So my grocery bills are really low because I don't have to buy animal protein, which is usually more expensive than plant-based protein. Mm -hmm. So there are these like, it's hard to say like actual number, what every member should be aiming for. But there are definitely ways I help them keep the cost lower. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I was going to say, before we move on to our second segment, this was phenomenal. And oh, I just want to make sure that our listeners can know where to find you and how to subscribe. And we're going to like obviously post your information. But you know, is there anything you want to say to make sure people find you? Yeah, sure. You can always connect with me on Instagram at workweeklunch. It's one word. And you can always head over to workweeklunch.com and read the blog there and there are some free recipes there to try out as well as a free trial of the program great no this was awesome thank you so much for sharing all of that but we are moving on <laughs> to our next segment which is our favorite all right part. no i'm just kidding well it's my favorite part no so we do a segment called the food court and we kind of specify around food or restaurants or something um, we've done sandwiches we've talked about lasagna a lot um, so we were thinking for this segment of the food court since this was a really, really good interview. And given your line of work, we could talk about maybe what's your favorite on-the-go food. And I was thinking about this, Sarah. It should be your favorite on-the-go food that you make or that you grab from your house 
or what's your favorite on-the-go food if you're traveling in an airport or driving somewhere? Okay. I like it. I'm going to do both. (laughs) All right. uh, Sarah, why don't you start? All right. Yeah. So my favorite on the go thing that I make myself, I actually in the morning, like I'm the kind of person where I can't eat breakfast when I first wake up. I need like a couple hours for my body to wake up. So and when I'm in the office, I'll make protein waffles. And so it's super easy. It's like three ingredients, pop it in a little waffle maker. And then I take that and eat it in the office. And people think I make like that I legitimately go and buy like these real waffles and it's actually healthy and super easy and super cheap to make. So that's my favorite like thing that I make myself. And then if I'm traveling and airports and stuff, I actually, I'm one of those weird people that I bring like bags of snacks when I travel. And so it's always, yeah, she does. Yes, you do. it's Me such too. a pain when you're going through security, but it's worth it. I think I bring like beef jerky, little tuna packs that are like the hand size one, like beef. She does this everyone. I already said beef jerky, I think like protein bars. <laughs> I've actually got it like in front of me because I need to pack for our trip <laughs> next week. <so. laughs> that's mine. That's mine. Nice. So what about you, Talia? Sure. So I love the waffle idea, by the way. I'm totally stealing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing overnight oats on the way out. Because you just make it the night before, you can make a bunch of them the night before and just have it all week. But it's, you know, a half a cup of oats and a cup of milk and then some fruit. And that's maybe a sweetener like peanut butter. And that's all it is. And then in the morning, it's ready to go and it can be at room temperature or warmed up or whatever. So super filling and delicious. Sounds good. And then on the go, I will sometimes buy like a wrap, like a veggie hummus wrap is a pretty common, easy thing to find in an airport. Yeah. Or I'll do like a Greek yogurt with like, and I'll also buy some trail mix or Chex mix. I love Chex mix. So. You guys are healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You guys are really healthy. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, no, you are. Yeah. So I would do the like, I mean, I don't cook a lot at home to even bring out. So I will say I keep, you know, those protein packets now that are, they're kind of like people joke and say they're like baby food. Yeah, You can get them at Starbucks. You can get them in bulk at grocery stores. And our gym has like really good like protein ones for after you work out. So I kind of got in the habit of like, I keep a box of them in my house. So if I am running out and I'm hungry, I just grab one. And that's also what I use after I work out at the gym. I always take one. I always buy one there. And also when I'm on the road, I'll grab those if I see them or if I like kind of go buy a Starbucks because I know they sell them. But I'm kind of a big, I'm always on the road driving and in airports. So I'm a big like stop at Subway person, like a six inch. I love Subway. And so I'm kind of like when I'm on the go, I'm like, all right, I know Subway is like relatively good. You know, like I'll swing, I'll try to like find one or swing by or just, I try to find like some type of sandwich that I can just swing like off the highway and grab that I know it's not like kind of your point about like the hummus veggie wrap, like something that's not like super bad. So I'm not like going through the McDonald's drive through all the time, but also not questionable. Like just get what you know. (laughs) Right. Totally. It's like, you know, just a six inch, like, and you just know you're kind of, and I will say if I'm on the road, I will get like a breakfast sandwich at like Dunkin' Donuts. I feel like those are pretty, they're pretty like easy just to, you know, ham, egg and cheese and a wake up wrap is like pretty low cal and just good. So I'll grab that, but. And I'll go for the muffins. (laughs) 
I like the, um, I, but you know what? I do like Dunkin' Donuts blueberry muffins too. It's, it's kind yeah. of some days when I'm feeling like just like, I feel like I've been healthy, like really good that week, which I probably haven't even, I'll get a blueberry muffin. <laughs> just get it anyway. <laughs> yeah, right? No, well, uh, this was great. Thank you so much for coming on. I know Sarah was, she's a big fan of yours. So I know you're, you're really excited to have you on. This is so yeah, fun. I was like, I've, I've, like, I've been following this girl. She'd be so great. Mm-hmm. She's got, you know, just like, I feel like meal prepping. It's, yeah. it's one of those things that's really intimidating to people and you simplify it really well. So I was like, we got to get her to come on and talk about it. And, so, the, and the two girls we're going on our trip with our friends are going to be signing up. I guarantee it because oh my gosh. most of our trips that we take revolve around everyone asking Sarah meal prep questions. No joke. So, <laughs> so. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> You'll probably be so subscribers soon. <laughs> I appreciate awesome. that. And I appreciate you guys so much for having me on and getting into it with me because I love nerding out about meal prep. So thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, you know where to find us on Instagram, Entry Level Podcast. So thanks again. Thanks, guys. 